Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. Good evening, good evening, uh, Bra Oliver. Uh, the man is asking a serious question. Just imagine the Honorable President Ramaphosa cannot make peace with the former President Jacob Zuma. The President of Botswana can't make peace, you know, with the current President of Botswana. So, all these shenanigans that is going on, running like headless chickens to Ukraine, it will be a good thing to achieve that. But what is happening here at home? People are getting shot left, right, center in social nguve. There's no, there's lawlessness in this country. Abude Oliver, can we keep peace in the country first? Then we can go to the neighbors, sort the issues of Zimbabwe, sort the issues of Swaziland. Please. Good evening, SAFM. I don't know why Cyril and these other guys are going to Russia and to Ukraine. It has never happened in history that white presidents of countries have taken advice from black people. I want to see this. I want to see myself being proved wrong. This is from Longisani. That's just a waste of airfare and air travel and burning a hole in the ozone layer. Adios. Hello, Oliver. I think this whole uh, visit by the African leaders to Russia and uh, Ukraine is only aimed at one thing, and that is giving Putin a dignified exit from the conflict. He doesn't know what else to do. So I think they're just trying to help him. And I wish you would take this offer because he has no choice. Thank you. Alex from Rustenberg. Thank you so much for those voice notes. Really, really do appreciate it. I'm still taking your reactions on that. Keep them coming in. Uh, the voice note line on our WhatsApp line is 0614-104-107. And you can also shoot us a call on 86 2032. When last, as a plus size person, have you booked a flight and flying the flying experience became difficult for you? Look, I book flights regularly. They don't ask you for your weight when you book the flight, right? But they make it near impossible for you sometimes as a plus size person uh, to board the plane or even to experience a pleasant flight when they realize uh, that the width of your body, for instance, uh, is bigger than that of what is an incredibly narrow air flight seat. I'll tell you this, as a really tall person, well, I'm not really, really tall, but I'm tall. I'm, I'm 1.9 meters tall, um, which is well above the South African average. I struggle with flights because the leg room space is just incredibly crumped up. And sometimes it causes me, like my, my, it causes me a great deal of pain. I would be able to not be able to walk after a long flight. By long, I mean two hours or so. I wouldn't be able to walk properly. My knees might hurt. My legs might hurt. And as a result, I only book seats in the emergency exit row or in the front row of the plane. Why? Because it has more space and my legs don't have to be so cramped up. But it comes at a cost for me. It usually costs a little bit extra. If you're flying on a low, uh, a low cost airline, it's around 
50, 60, 70 rand. And if you're flying on a uh, not so low cost airline, you could pay as much as two to 300 rand extra per flight just to have more legroom space. So I know the cost of physical constraints, but my height doesn't come with a social stigma that translates into that. Plus size people are facing a social stigma that translate into an economic cost. Of course, uh, airlines are going to try and maximize profits by minimizing operational costs. The lighter an aircraft is in the air, the cheaper it is to fly it because the less fuel it burns um, and the easier it is to repair it because it's much smaller, a lot more agile. But should there be a limit to the capitalist encroachment on disabilities one, because people with disabilities also pay extra on flights. Physical uh, differences, and I might even say discrepancies here, and being either plus size or tall. Where do we draw the line? Joining me for this conversation is plus size activist Omar Tema. Uh, Omar, thank you so much for your time this evening. Really, really do appreciate it. Welcome to Night Talk. Uh, I, I want to start here. Uh, um, uh, Putejo Mojapela is also with us, who's an aviation expert. Uh, I want to start here with this conversation, Putejo, and I want to start with you. How common is the upsell or the overpricing of plus-size passengers' flight experiences? Good evening, uh, Oliver, and to your listeners. Uh, look, the airlines um, differ from one to the other. Um, here in South Africa, we, we don't have uh, the issue with um, uh, what Americans might uh, experience. Uh, we, we generally have airlines that have uh, prepared the um their seats usually they would um, you know when you uh, when you book the the flight you would have an opportunity to pay a small amount if you don't want the person sitting next to you and then you can have the the entire seat on your own however um you know it's not only for the people that may have um, you know plus size as you you already said it's not only for that even me who is not um, you know uh, plus size i can choose not to have a person next to me yeah. just to have the seat for my own however um you know it's it's um, being plus size is not a disability um and therefore I do not believe that um, you know it would there would be a special law for it um, that could be implemented. Uh, airlines uh, they they push quite difficult in terms of getting the number for the load factor, um, and and you know these are the things that we or the airlines uh, predict uh, as to how much they are planning to have uh, on a particular day in terms of revenue. Um, what, what, explain to me the concept of a load factor. What's that? Right. Um, on an on a ordinary day, um, you would have um, uh, up to probably 90, 95% capacity on a plane. Um, so th that would be the, um, you know, almost 100% load factor of the airline. 
uh, of a plane per day yeah. uh, or per, per per time. And when the load factor is is lesser, maybe during the day or late in the evening, that's when you can generally have uh, an access to have those kind of seats where you generally would have a, a space in between and, and so on when the load factor is less than 55% or or 50%. So, mm. so that's usually what what happens. Yeah, and and what what implication does that have on seat costing, for instance? Well, like I said, um, the, the airlines differs, and um, when they make their predictions uh, in terms of how they would get their revenue stream, it it it, it is uh, based on. Um, occupancy of the seats so if the seat is available they would sell it to you um, extra and uh, they will make money out of that other than flying um, with a full capacity so if you buy a seat um, it's better for them because at least that huge number of a person who would have sit on that would reduce the cost in terms of the weight like you have uh, yeah. said on your intro so the weight will be less, but they, they would benefit the money out of you paying for that empty seat. So they are benefiting in other yeah. ways. Oftentimes, or at least maybe from your experience in the industry, how common is it uh, that plus-size passengers are find themselves having to book the adjacent seat uh, because uh, so just so that they can have a comfortable flight and uh, people not complaining or co-passengers not complaining or the airline not making it difficult for them uh, to, to, to um, be on that flight? Here in South Africa, like I said, we do not, unfortunately or fortunately, we do not have problem of uh, as, as compared to America. Uh, yes, in America, I have experience in America to see that, but here at home, we don't have that much. Um, our passengers are really, uh, you know, they we haven't got much of that uh, problem. However, I'm not saying it's not existing. It is existing, uh, but generally airlines would would accommodate you even if you don't uh, you did not book an extra seat um, they would definitely accommodate uh, it's something that uh, you know uh, they volunteered to do because it, it's a you know we want to retain customers we don't want people to feel that they are not accommodated and therefore next time they don't they're not gonna book the airline so it's a discretion of an airline so uh, here at home the, the problem is not so much yeah how, how how prevalent is it abroad in other jurisdictions it, it, in America, it is. In America, they are very much. Uh, they don't even seems to to care. Uh, to be honest, they don't have that. Uh, um, uh, they, they, they they are not sensitive to the fact that uh, this person may not actually even feel that uh, you are discriminating in yeah. other way. So um, they they can even bump you. Uh, literally, they can. Uh, you know, if you uh, the other passengers that you're going to be sitting next to, if they are seriously feeling that uh, you know they are not comfortable, they they will definitely make you feel that you need to pay. Uh, to um, uh, to get uh, the seat that will accommodate you um, in America. So um, and the the petition that they are trying to 
to push. I think it is, yes, it is after the experiences that they have. American Airlines, they, they don't, they don't care when it comes mm. to uh, to the passengers. They don't have that sensitivity in terms of, uh, um, you know, we are going to lose this one. They know somebody else will come and, and, and buy that ticket and, and fly. Um, mm. So here at home, we still have humanity in us. Yeah, yeah. Give us a call, 086-000-2032. What has been your experience as a, a plus-size air passenger globally? Uh, and perhaps you can uh, compare it to your local experience as well. Zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. Let's take a quick break. We continue the conversation on the other side of this. Night dog, walking you to the ballot box. It is 15 minutes to the top of the hour. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for the honor and the pleasure of your company. The social stigma, or at least the stigma that translates into a social and economic cost uh, for plus-size people the world over in various industries, it's not unusual. Is it fair, though? Omar Tema, who is a fashion designer and a plus-size activist, is also with us in this conversation. Omar, it's it's not unusual uh, um, uh, that we that oftentimes there's an additional cost uh, that plus-sized people face uh, that they have to pay for, if, if both socially as well as economically. It happens in fashion and on an, an industry that you operate in and very familiar with. It happens in uh, travel and various other industries. Generally, this is a trend that commonly has been uh, noted over, over, over the times, right? Has the world, at any point in history, changed its attitudes towards plus-size people and start asking the question, is this fair? Um, good evening to you, Alyssa. I think, first of all, um, I consider myself an entrepreneur. As I'm the creative and founding director of PlusFab. I don't necessarily call myself a plus-size activist. Um, I have traveled the world and I've traveled in South Africa with a plane and I just feel like um well I if 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 the if the belt is if the belt is small I'll just honestly just ask for a um for an extender and, and South African airline keep that. Um I I've 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 traveled extensively to Asia as well. Yeah. They would give the belt. I've never had a situation where a belt is not given to me or I am offloaded because I'm plus size yeah. in anything else. But I'll tell a story when I started my fashion brand. Um, I went to a store and I wanted a particular item and it wasn't it it was so so it wasn't around and then when they finally found it in the storeroom they said I'm, I needed to pay more. And that for me was a little unfair. Uh, because as a plus of women at that time, I just felt like, why do I have, to, one, the, the item is not fashionable, it's not even nice. So the retail stores did not have nice items, and yet they make me pay for more. But mm. now operating in the business, I now have to now deal with the reality of input costs um, against the retail costs, right? So the reality of the matter is that the input costs become slightly more yeah. than that of a, you know, a size 18 or, or, or a size 6 or a size 5, right? The input cost of that becomes more. So if a dress costs three meters to do, um, for a plus size, for a plus size woman, it's going to cost 
six meters to do, right? Mm, or, mm. Or, or even seven meters to do. So that differentiation alone, um, you know, suggests that the input cost of that particular item would be higher. And mm. that will, in business sense, uh, would then warrant a price going a little bit, um, little bit higher. But I think on a Ubuntu and humanitarian point of view, yeah. I definitely think I have always wanted to be the change I wanted to see, right? And being the change that I, ca- I didn't like this and I did something about it. So for me is having, I, I hear this narrative unimplied with almost every day in South Africa and also just having traveled the world, I have not experienced this kind of discrimination. All I would do is ask for a belt if the belt in the plane is a little bit smaller or uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Has it been your experience that other passengers, especially your adjacent passengers, uh, have complained? And what has been typically the attitude of cabin crew in response to that? You know, I was on a flight to Cape Town, and I remember I was... I think my my seat was a window seat, and what happened is then a guy came, but this guy was tall and a little bit chunky as well. But it was so funny. He was the one that says, "Oh, the flight got smaller or something." But it was the most uncomfortable flight uh, because of the fact that I mean, obviously I was a plus size man, and he was tall and buffy, and then there was another person, excuse me, next next door. So. Just the whole role um, was a little bit uh, squashed, but uh, is it is it a um, is it a normality? It it has not been a lot. It's like one. It was one. It was just one that occasion. Yeah. What was the response of crew? Did they uh, reassign either one of you to a different role? It the flight was full. The flight was full, fully booked. So it was um, full capacity. So we couldn't go to another. Oh, whatever it is. But the crew didn't say anything, I guess. You know, we all just kept it to our business, you know. Do you think that was, uh, what, do you think that was the best response in the moment? You know, you know, I always advocate for people to have emotional intelligence and understand exactly, like, be present in your space and also just, just be, like, for me is that even if I cause drama, what was going to happen? The flight, the, the flight is the size it is. The, peop, the person sitting next to me is also equally tall and big. Causing drama and all of those things, what was going to happen? And they were not going to do anything. The crew was not going to do anything, especially because the flight was full to capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep it moving and, uh, you know, hope. Because there isn't, unless we're saying there isn't any, there is, like, unless we, we, we can want we can want a flight that caters for plus size women. And I agree um, that being a plus size woman is not necessarily a disability. And, and I think such such notions perpetuate um, this kind of treatment that we get in the world. Yeah, yeah. Actually, let's speak about that. Um, generally, the world is very unfriendly, unfriendly just at, at a social level towards plus size people. Is it is that unfriendliness unrelated to how you interact with institutions, 
um, at at a at a uh, accommodation and a costing level in terms of how they interact with you, or do you mm-hmm. do you sometimes experience that it translates into that? You know what? Um, the the world is unfriendly to almost anybody at different points in their life, right? I I would say. Um, ha, ha, w- I, I don't remember, honestly, I don't remember me being ill-treated because I was plus size. And I think it's because maybe I come across already confident and already clear of the fact that I know who I am. You're yeah. gonna, you know, I know who I am. If I want, um, obviously, beds, they, 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 I fit into the bed, I fit in the seat and all of that. I think the question is, what happens to obese people who generally can't fit in the size of the of the plane, and also who um, might also need assistance to get into the plane, uh, because that for me is the um, it's a disability that maybe you know aviation needs to speak about yeah. to say you know is there a limit the same way where um, you know bags have got weight limitation is there a limitation you know bluntly. You know, it must be bluntly communicated that there is, in aviation policies and whatever, there is a limit in terms of a human being mm. to get into a flight. I, I, I've never come across something like that. But generally, as a plus size man, I, I have never necessarily felt like um, I am discriminated because of my, my body. But I will tell you this. Um, 10 years or 15 years uh, ago, what was happening is that the fashion industry was not necessarily uh, considering um, plus-size women to be beautiful, sexy, and, 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 and. Yeah. All that it took was plus-size women like myself and others who say, we, we know what the world or the retail world is saying about us, but we are choosing not to subscribe to that. And we, come up, we came up with our own fashion brand, that seeks to now celebrate um, the plus-size women. Yeah. And now retailers are starting to, you know, wanting to collaborate with us or wanting to really just come and leverage from, you know, collaborations and everything else. But this is because we decided to be the change that we want to see. And I think it's always very important to discuss it from that level. So there are two issues for me, is that there is obesity that is, you know, a certain level, and and those kind of people don't will not fit into a seat, yeah. and most mostly would need to even be assisted into getting to a flight. Does mm. aviation, as a policy, as an industry, allow such? Mm. And do they have a cut off weight limit the same way they do with bags? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, is there a way to conscientize uh, the industry? In, in in ways that it remains this way, uh, but also that it, uh, especially at a global level, uh, that they become a lot more accommodating and as 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 almost as emotionally intelligent uh, towards the traveling needs of plus size travelers. Putero, look, um, generally when um, these incidents or, uh, you know, when passengers uh, arrive into a plane, uh, normally we wouldn't uh, 
the airline would not know that uh, such a individual is plus size or this kind of yeah. weight. So, so it would be very much difficult for uh, the airline or the industry to sort of uh, even regulate. Once you start saying to um, to to passengers that you should have a certain weight limit, it's a discrimination on itself. Mm. And and I don't think there's going to be any airline that is going to apply that kind of policy because they already know what kind of uh, a reaction they're going to get. And, and, and airline try as much as possible to avoid things that will drag them into a media frenzy where they're going to be talking about them. They, they try as much as possible to avoid that. Um, also, one of the things that I actually wanted to highlight, uh, which uh, my uh, learned colleague has just um, mentioned here, is that the issue of the belt, there is no airline that would refuse you to give you uh, an extender on your belt. It's a safety issue. Yes. It's a regulatory yes. uh, framework. Therefore, anybody who can say pay for that, that would be in transgression of uh, the aviation law, and therefore uh, they wouldn't do that. But uh, generally, the, the the laws of the or the regulations around that will definitely the airlines will not implement anything uh, to to that effect to have a size or certain size because. Uh, like I said, it, it, it's going to be an issue of discrimination and uh, uh, they will really face a serious uh, backlash as far as that is concerned. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it, uh, Omar, as well as uh, Putejo. Really, really do appreciate your insights. Incredibly valuable. Give us a call. I'm taking your reactions to that. 86 0 2032 On the other side of this, it is the open line. Yeah, it is the SAFM open line here on Night Talk. Let's take a quick break and, and take your news. You've